Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Here we are, cruising down the freeway, dealing with this world of mundane traffic. And it makes me wonder, why do people do this to themselves? You know, We subject ourselves to all these rules and all these criteria of society. People sit in cars for hours every day to go and do jobs that they don't really like to make money that they think they need to buy things to satisfy other people. And it sometimes leads you to wonder, is there anything more than that? Well, in my opinion, there is. And what is more than that is the fundamental, beautiful existence of reality itself. And it's one of the tricks that we need to learn is how to become fulfilled with what is. And I think it's become a little bit of a lost art because we have so much stimulation and so much focus of things outside of ourselves these days that promise to give us something, you know, more stimulation, more happiness, more fulfillment. And in some ways, I think it is a distraction from what really matters. And really, when we look at our lives and we look back from a position of when we're going to die, it can really start to change things because it starts to make you realize very quickly that important things in life are actually quite simple in connections to the moment, connections to friends, learning to get into your body, learning to understand what it really means to be embodied. And that's a big part of the work that I do, is trying to reconnect people with the mystery of who they truly are and what's really important in the world. Uh, because then it starts to open up a sense of deep fulfillment and freedom that is not available from things like technology or working hard to be successful and to create the kinds of identity that you think you need to have to be accepted in society. Uh, because it's my opinion that a large part of what people do with themselves to try and stay satisfied it's actually a form of sickness, and we've got a lot of mind viruses and a lot of uh, social programming that is really not that interested in our humanity, not that interested or invested in our individuality and in our actualization. So I think it's really important that people start to make it a priority, when they're ready, of course, to move towards actualization and to move towards an engaged relationship with reality as it is, uh, because that leads to a lot more satisfaction and a lot more freedom in the long run. So something that I regularly think about is how do we become the center of our life? How can we become part of the, the transformation and the ownership of our own reality? And that's a complicated question in some ways because we're part of a collective human beings. We're part of a larger existence. I mean, we're part of all this natural nature around us. We're part of society and the way other people interact with us. And we can't help but have to be part of these larger forces and trends at different times. But at the same time, we do have this beautiful gift of a free will. We do have the choice to create the meanings that we put on things. And thanks to the graces of all these people that have worked very hard over many, many lifetimes to find many solutions for us, we have access to more knowledge and more possibility than we've ever really had before. So that's pretty cool in my opinion. And the question is, what do we want to do with that? What can we do with that? And one of the things I think that's cool is we can start to create a different narrative for ourselves. Because in some sense, society and the world provides us with a set of stories and a set of narratives that we can choose from. And some of those are more useful than others. And in many ways, if we want to fit into the world, we need to understand how we can work with society, how we can work with the game rules of what's been given to us. But at the same time, is the bigger question of who do we really want to become and what can we become? And one of the things that I think is very powerful is the idea of becoming a romantic adventurer and a spiritual warrior. And that can mean a lot of different things, but one of the things that that encompasses is 
learning to recognize that life is basically art and you are the artist. So what I mean by that is that life is the possibility of really engaging with something that is spontaneous and it's an expression of both ourselves and the world around us. And sometimes that art can be more in the kind of typical form that we think of life in very organized boxes of following roles and success and things like that. And other times that art can be about stepping into the unknown and learning to take control of our choice points so that we can choose a life less ordinary. So my proposition to you is to start to become an agent of your own artistic expression. And when I mean that, I don't mean you have to go out and paint paintings or become a dancer or anything like that. When I say art, I mean art as life, life as art. So the question is, who do you want to become in your identity? Who could you become? And if you were serving the powers of art, the powers of the authority of your own art, what would you really choose to become in your lifetime? That's a very interesting proposition because it means that you can start to shape yourself outside the box of what other people have told you to be or encouraged you to become in your lifetime. One of the common temptations that we have as human beings is to try and find external references for our self-worth and try and get others to tell us how good we are or how we should fit into the world or what we deserve. And this is something that we've developed over a lifetime, mostly from very early childhood programming that we need to look for authority to tell us who we are and we need to depend on others to give us the love that we need. Now there's some truth to that in the sense that we are part of a collective, as, as I mentioned before, and we need to learn how to communicate and receive things from the people around us in healthy ways. But there's also another thing that's really important to recognize is that your self-worth is really ultimately only dictated by yourself. And in some tricky way, the more that you can learn to cultivate your own self-worth, the more that you can believe in yourself, not the false sense of self that is your self-image or the false sense of self that is trying to succeed in the world, but I mean really believe in yourself as the creator that you are, as the fundamental being of amazing awesomeness that you are. Then all of a sudden you can start to build a, a container, start to build a kind of a position inside your life where you can retrieve self-worth from things that no longer serve you. So you might start to look at the world and, and start to question, does it really serve me to be attached to commitments or stories or expectations from other people that aren't actually yours? You know, do you really need to live in a certain way to satisfy the world around you? For example, a lot of guys will modify themselves to become attractive in the eyes of women. And there's purpose to that understanding that you know certain behavior traits and certain ways of expressing yourself in the world are more attractive on mass generally but at the same time it's a bit of a downfall because if a man is sacrificing his self-worth and his individuality and his expression to try and get the affection of a female or trying to get the affection of females in general and as he's doing that he's losing touch with what really makes him feel confident and whole and capable and and relaxed in himself then he starts to lose a big part of himself and it's one thing that I see a lot of in terms of people coming into uh, you know, training and uh, the desire to learn to be more socially skilled or to learn to be more adept with, uh, with women or with their social skills is that they get lost in the process. They get lost in the mechanics. And mechanics are important, but it's all about the container. It's about how are you approaching this whole experience and what kind of container are you setting up for yourself? How are you going to operate within this container as the character of yourself in the life that you're living? And as I said before, once you set up a container that's based on the idea that you're the true dictator of your own self-worth, 
and then you can start to retrieve self-worth from the world around you, from things that no longer serve you, from old religious organizations or even from the, from the consumer capitalist paradigm or from ex-partners or from parents or from friends or whoever it is that has an influence over you. And you can start to say, hang on, I'm going to retrieve my own self-worth and cultivate my own power based on direct experience with life, based on direct experience with yourself. And this is where the fundamentals of things like meditation start to come into perspective as well. Because when a man or when a person can start to sit with themselves comfortably and can start to get in contact with the true nature of who they are behind all the stories, then they start to find a foundation of self-worth that is not based on any external factors. Instead, it's like the awakening of an intrinsic wholeness, an intrinsic connection to what is. And that's a huge relief because all of a sudden, a human being or a man can start to recognize that he doesn't need to dance the dance to be okay, that he is fundamentally okay as he is. And then he can go on with his life and he can start to enjoy the process. He can start to be much more relaxed about who he is and how he lives in his life. And that's a big part of what I teach. It's a big part of what I like to open guys up to is this idea that they can be free and that they can be both at the cause of their own life as the director of their life but at the same time open to awareness and learning and wisdom that comes from learning to surrender to life's process learning to become more whole and learning to really receive the self-worth of what they actually are based on their real experience because a bit of a joke of this whole story is that our self-worth doesn't belong to us as a matter of fact it doesn't belong to anybody our self-worth is really a direct result of our existence. So when we come to terms with that and we realize that it's really all just life and life's really a beautiful big game of experience and we're here to experience ourselves within that, then all of a sudden you can just start to relax and then the question is what do you want to become? What kind of game do you want to play? What kinds of experiences would you like to attract to yourself? So fundamentally we have two basic types of mind. One mind is an unsatisfied mind. It's a mind of disappointment, frustration, and constantly needing to try and fix things to be okay with the world. The other mind is the mind of wholeness, the mind of being, if you will. And we're stuck between a bit of a war between these two minds. And they're both very useful minds, and they both come in handy, and ideally we want to bring both together in a more powerful way. But fundamentally, we first need to realize that these two different minds need to harmonize. And how do we get them to harmonize? Well, we use awareness. We use the skills of our perception to start to understand the nature of the two minds and how we can really work with them. Part of the process of learning to harmonize our mind is to create a container, which I've already talked about, the idea of a container for your own self-observation, your own creation of your own life, and a container is an interesting thing because it's an object of the mind, but it's a real thing. A container is a space, a possibility for you to work with to really transform yourself and to open to the possibilities of what can really come in life. So part of that container is recognizing process. So for example, if you want to go and become a social guy, you want to change your lifestyle, you want to become more whole, you want to become more happy, more healthy, more integrated, then there are steps that need to happen along the way for you to integrate that and that's a process and you have to commit to that process and one of the fundamental things that is a big challenge to us in our process 
is expectation. So a common thing that happens with guys is they have this desire for an easy path, uh, you know, an easy solution. Or they think that if they do a certain limited amount of practices and things, then they'll get outcomes very fast or they'll get a certain kind of outcome. And unfortunately, the process of self-development, the process of becoming more whole and integrated and, and learning to really know yourself is not a process that's filled with guarantees. It's not a process that, that comes with a one, two, three equals the desired outcome kind of box, if you will. It doesn't come out of the box like that. But that's also part of the mystery and part of the joy of working with that, is recognizing that expectations can be a downfall when we invest in these external projections of what we think we need to be happy. And then of course when we don't have them, we feel lack, we feel disappointed, we feel frustration, we feel you know, all those negative side effects. And the key to learning to work with expectation is recognizing that you need to broaden your field of possibility. Uh, and, and what that means is learn to accept and have room for challenge and difficulty and growth to happen inside your container of transformation. So the key there is to recognize commitment to the process, understanding of the process, and allowing things to be as they are and look for the lessons within them. Because you're gonna find that your life's a hell of a lot more easy if you can relax into just being with what is. Because the truth is, the world is made out of feelings, resonance, relationships. And when we are in connection with those feelings of resonance and relationship, it's like a, a very fundamental part of us starts to be filled with the truth that we are whole, that we're part of this beautiful thing of life. And when we do that, then we also start to allow ourselves to be free from a lot of external expectations to try and feel fulfilled. Because in some ways, a fundamental wound that we have in our Western kind of way of living is the fact that we're always looking for something to feel okay. We're always looking for proof or evidence, we're always looking for a lifestyle choice or some kind of external thing that's gonna give us the keys that we need to be happy. But the truth is that that happiness comes much more intrinsically from our direct experience with life. Learning to sink into the body, learning to be calm, learning to connect and appreciate what is, is a very key thing. So part of my recommendation and suggestion to you today is to find more time and to create more of a container of space for the process of your transformation to take place so that you can appreciate what is, you can get in contact with what is. And you don't necessarily have to go anywhere special. It's obviously nice when you're in an environment like this. We have this beautiful bush around us and that helps to remind us of the beauty of what life is really about. But at the same time, my body is the container. My body is the temple. And I can always come back to knowing myself as the center of my story by relaxing, breathing, centering, and calming myself into my body trusting in the process. So if we want to live a life that's truly fulfilling, if we want to start to really have the kinds of experiences that make us feel like we're alive, then it's really important that we start to get out of our own way. And what I mean by that is we walk around with this idea of ourself that we've cultivated over a lifetime. And this idea of ourself is a functional thing. It's something that we need to fit into the world and uh, to be able to cooperate and relate to the, the world around us. But at the same time, it can become a restriction as it starts to inform us about who we think we should be and starts to try and protect us 
from the image of ourselves that we present in other people's minds. So we start to be afraid of what other people are going to think about us, how we're going to fit in, what that's going to mean, etc. So learning to take this object, which is the idea of yourself, and learning to see it for what it really is, which is essentially a bunch of constructs, a bunch of ideas, a bunch of stories that are your stories, they're real, they're important, but at the same time, stories nonetheless. And recognize that you are the narrator, you're the creator, and that at a fundamental level, you're free of that story. So you can actually create yourself moment to moment. And the beautiful thing is, is at this moment right here, right now, that you're interacting with as a living, breathing, glorious human being is vital with many, many levels of interesting and beautiful things. It's waiting for you to connect with it. And this moment does not have a mental narrative over the top of it. The mental narrative happens second. So if you pay attention, you'll start to realize that your ideas of who you think you are and how the world works actually come a split second after actually really experiencing reality. So come back to reality. Come back to who you really are. Yet still allow yourself to go forward with your intentions. Still allow yourself to go and create the kinds of things that you want to create. And then you'll start to find yourself falling into the unknown. You're going to find yourself becoming increasingly excited with the possibility of who you really are and what's out there and what you can really do. What I observe starts to happen is you start to allow life to seduce you. You start to allow yourself to become much more relaxed and much more free. And all of a sudden, there's just a process happening. You're the being in the resonance of what's happening. You're in the flow. You can just let it unfold and you can enjoy the experience. So the result of this is an increase in harmony and your ability to relate to the world is much more peaceful. You're much more relaxed and you're much more available to really experience life as it is. And it's very intriguing because all of a sudden you don't need all these excess trinkets. You don't need to try and prove yourself. You don't need to try and acquire things to feel good about yourself. You don't need to prove anything. All of a sudden you can just relax and start to be more of yourself. And that's where this cliche term of just be yourself comes from, which is not as easy as it sounds, of course. That's what we've been identifying in this process. So we've talked about recognizing that there is a problem with the world and that it's basically monotonous and boring and it really doesn't give a shit about you. Number two is to start to choose something different, to recognize there's something bigger, to be free, to allow yourself to start to think like an artist, to think like a creator, to think like a romantic adventurer and a spiritual warrior, to set yourself apart from the rest. The next level is to recognize that you're having to get more awareness about how your brain works, to come to peace with the wild, untamed, and agitated mind and to learn to connect with the whole integrated and peaceful mind and learn how they work together and learn how you're going to have to deal with them as a process accepting the process working with the process and coming home to yourself eventually in that you'll start to awaken to more room more freedom more peace and more possibility about who you are and that's essentially what inner game is in a nutshell there's a lot of different things and specifics that you can do along the way. There's a lot of cool bits and pieces you can study and little hacks and tricks and quick fix tips and all the rest of it. But ultimately, it's about understanding the long game process of coming home to yourself, becoming whole, and starting to live in more of a felt sense, direct experience of life that's really going to make you feel happy. I hope that makes sense to you guys. If it doesn't, ask me more questions, check out my work, and check out more content. Make sure you subscribe because there's plenty more where this comes from. Uh, if you've got any questions, please ask. I'd be happy to help you out. This is The Shaman signing out. Melbourne, Australia. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening to The Natural, Natural Lifestyles, Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.